0: Welcome everybody to Mark Kumar Show. This show is for entrepreneurs who are serious about achieving their personal as well as their business goal a lot faster. I will be sharing some of the great tips and secrets that has worked great for me in the past. I will also be talking to some of the industry leaders and try to extract out of them some of the tips and tricks and secrets that they have used to become successful to help you out. So I hope you're ready, because this stuff is truly gonna revolutionize your life and help you become a successful entrepreneur a lot faster. Hello, everybody. This is Mark Kumar, lifestyle entrepreneur. I have my dear friend here, Derek, who is going to help you get started with your side hustle. That's right. Side hustle nation, this is for you. He's going to help you how to get started with your side hustle. He's going to tell you how you can utilize a multi million dollar platform like eBay to make your side hustle money. So, without any further ado, Derek, I am so, so honored to have you on my show. Please introduce yourself or tell a little bit about yourself. My audience, or, and then we could your
1: prize the competition. Come on, Terry. Hey, Mark. Well, first off, thanks for having me. It's a, it's a privilege to be here. Uh, my name is Derek Everett. I live in Central Utah, and um, I'm making a uh, making a, a decent sized second uh, side hustle, whatever you want to call it. off selling things on eBay. So, um, I mean, that that's really the basic basic of it. Is just I live in small town, and I've been able to to afford a house and a lifestyle off of some things that people would otherwise be thrown away basically
0: so so tell us a little bit about like how did you get into it what inspired you or motivated you to get started hey i'm gonna start selling stuff on ebay because you know some people are like eh, i'm not really sure but so tell us a little bit about you how you got into this whole ebay business where you can live comfortably and get your own house and all stuff
1: i'm sure well i mean it goes back to the, the early days back when ebay was kind of the wild west i was a uh, a poor college age kid I had you know a, a job where I was just scrimping enough to pay uh, enough to pay for basically rent and then if you want to do anything fun go on a date or anything like that you know it, it was just not happening so uh, there was a guy named um, he was on American Idol and um, he was he was doing a concert in our area uh, it was his first big concert and I just forgot his name Mark I'm sorry
0: I is it right forgot. More important <laughs> is how did you make that money? That's what. That's
1: anyway, he, he did, uh, yeah, sorry. Now he was doing a big concert in our area, and he just won American Idol, and so they were doing this, uh, uh, this, this concert. And I saw a sign off the, the side of the road. People were kind of putting them on their houses and stuff. And I, I saw this eBay. I bought a few things on there. It was kind of a, a gimmicky thing. I thought I'm gonna give this a try. So I went and uh, grabbed the sign. I might have took that off somebody's lawn, or I don't remember the side of the side of the road or the lawn, but. Anyways, went and put it on eBay and the thing ended up selling for forty dollars and I thought this is crazy. I mean, this is something that people are just gonna throw away in a week and, and people were paying money for it. Oh, his name was Taylor Hicks. I don't know why I forgot it. I'm getting nervous or something. So Taylor Hicks, if anyone remembers, so it's been that long ago. And basically from that point on, I've just been thinking, Man, what can I what can I get at such a low profit that people will just almost throw away? But somebody's willing to pay like, you know, forty, fifty dollars for and, and there's just I mean At the time, people just have all over their lawns, almost like campaign signs, almost littered with like $50 bills, you know? So uh, that's what sparked the interest for me.
0: So you literally got yourself a $40 bill for absolutely free.
1: Yeah, just sitting off the side of the road that somebody was just gonna throw away in a week. Yeah, that's crazy.
0: That's insane, like like most of us, like for example me and everybody who's listening to it, it's a possibility that you may think of some of the stuff that you have that you gotta literally donate it or give it away. Hey, another idea is like Derek says, sell it on eBay. If you have no value to it, like sign to people who just do it away, they have no value to the sign, but he turned around, got creative, like hey, let me see if I can sell this stuff and sell it. So that's great, man, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, for sure. People would be
1: surprised. Uh, everyone, when they hear about this, they kind of think eBay or, or whatever. It's almost got that weird uh, stereotype of that's just junk or, or whatever. But if somebody was to walk around their house, whenever they want to get uh, started with this, this, is one thing I tell them, is go around your house, get one of those uh, baskets that you put your clothes in, you know, clothes hamper uh something when you're doing the laundry, and just go around your house and grab things that you don't use that you got for a birthday or for Christmas, uh, holidays, whatever, and just fill up. Fill up that uh, basket and then go, just go look on eBay at, at the prices and you'd be amazed at the stuff. You have a in your house or apartment that it can be worth hundreds of dollars that you're not using that other people would be happy to pay you for. And a lot of people, I mean, you know, I've been amazed with friends and family that have actually started doing this and then they're, they're addicted. It's almost like uh, hitting the slot machine or going out to Vegas, you know, rolling some craps and you get that kitchen. in. And people get addicted because you are you're making money off of things that just in dust in your house or you know, basically that you donated or give away.
0: Right, absolutely, yeah. And you know, that's a great way to look at it. Like you said, just go around your house, fill up a basket, like you would go to grocery store, you know, here's a can of food, here's a can of whatever. You just go through your house and then in this process when you do that, you're going to make money, you're going to spend money. So like that's a great analogy. So is there, rather than having a simplified version of the system, right, is there a specific system that you follow when you go to say, hey, I have all these things, but how do I know if it's actually going to make me money? Can you walk us through that process?
1: Sure. It's pretty simple. Um, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll go to a yard sale or a thrift store. A lot of people, you know, don't even realize the potential that's in those places. Um, with the eBay app, just for basic starting purposes, you can download their app. Uh, you go to the thrift store or yard seller, wherever. You can either scan if it has a barcode on it or you type in what the item is. Uh, you have a search, but in their search options, they have a settings where you can look at uh, sold and completed listings. So it will show you everything that's sold in the last 30 days, show you the prices that they sold for and and how many of the items sold. So, uh, for example, if something's only sold once in the last 30 days and there's 100 of them, day, you're going to pass over that. But if you find something that's sold for, you know, a couple hundred dollars and there's just a list of them, you know, that's a hot product, you're going to pick it up uh hopefully pick it up for under ten dollars go put it on ebay you're gonna make a couple hundred so that's kind of just the simple thing is you just use their app and it's it's been made for that you know you do an advanced search it's really simple people can't believe how simple this is but it's uh it's very easy
0: so how do you work the let's say you find the product right you find the hot item that you want to sell whatever so how do you justify or figure out your shipping costs because obviously whatever you buy on ebay nowadays You have to ship it out because back in the days they had the digital product where you could just get the url and the shipping cost is like obviously nothing you your profit margin goes up so how do you figure out the shipping cost that's going to be profitable for you as well as the person who's receiving it number one and let's start from there and i'll go to the other topic later on
1: yeah great question that's something that a lot of people especially in the beginning don't really think about is it's going to cost money to ship so there's two ways to do it uh, a lot of people are familiar with the free free shipping option on eBay. Obviously, at that point, you've bundled into the pricing of the item, what it's going to cost. Or you can do uh, where the buyer has to pay the item, and it will just show it. Um, what I do is I just have a small digital scale. Uh, when I'm listing the item, I'll weigh it out, and I'll get the, the dimensions of how I'm going to ship it and, and the weight. And then uh, you can either go through eBay or there's, you know, stamps.com, Pirate Ship. There's a few different alternatives of places that you can ship from. But if you go in and put in the dimensions and the weight, it will give you a quick quote and tell you how much it's going to cost. Um, at that point, if you want to do the free shipping option, you just combine the price into the the price of the item, or you can just, you know, say this is what it's going to ship to you. So it, it's pretty simple that way as well. Um, a lot of people, when they get started, they'll make the mistake of going and waiting in line down the post office and just handing them a box and having to handwrite down everything and... And if you're gonna do it that way, the prices are gonna be a lot more than if you just go through eBay. They got um, you know, partner discounts and, and some, some things like that for the bulk shipping that goes through there. So uh, you'll actually be able to save money if you just go through eBay or one of those third-party uh, places yourself. So it's,
0: it's really interesting because once upon a time, long, long time ago, I used to do the eBay thing, whatever. I didn't realize they they'd offer the free shipping thing. So, I'm just thinking from a business point of view, right? Obviously you gave a system, you figure it out, blah, 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 you add it to the cost of the product. And in that says becomes free shipping. So, yeah, I
1: mean, it's a go it's pretty ahead. good thing. Oh, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but that's one of those things where people will search or filter for free shipping. And in, in your mind, even me, when I go to buy something off Amazon or eBay or whatever, if it says it's free shipping, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. But really, I mean, nothing's free. We know that as business people, I mean, it's just they've just bundled the price into it so you don't have to do the calculations. So uh, you see that it makes your customers happy a lot of the time and they think they're getting something for free. But, I mean, you you really have to, you really have to account for that or you will lose your margins and, and not be making as much profit or even losing profit if you're doing uh, this over a long period of time and get just giving things away.
0: Has that ever happened to you before where you've like, oh crap, lost money?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's not something that that I like when it happens, but uh, sometimes, I mean, especially when you're getting started, you'll have a big thing or something that weighs more than what you realize and you go to ship it and somebody's, you know, on the other side of the country and and you go and and you look at the quote and you're like $40 to ship this $20, you know, item. Uh, This is crazy. I didn't do the right dimensions or calculations. And that's the point. You just got to suck it up for business and and learn from that, right? We all make mistakes and stuff. And and you just ship it over and you think never again. But, oh, yeah. I mean, there's times when when you get that price shock. And that's when I'm going to all those, you know, I'm going over to Pirate Ship or I'm going on Stamps.com and seeing if anyone's got cheaper or any other way that I can get it there slower. But, you know, it'll bite you every now and again. But for the most part, once you get your margins down, you kind of learn what things cost to ship. And it's, it's almost second nature, you know.
0: Oh, cool! So, you got the shipping thing. Is there a process or a filter within eBay that you could say, "Hey, I only want to sh- sell within the United States or a country"? So that way, you don't have to worry about the international charges, like you just said.
1: Oh yeah, there are there are lots of different options. eBay actually has a, it's a, it's a global shipping program. It's called. So they have a warehouse um, that you send the things to, uh, I think it's in Kentucky or somewhere. Uh, but as long as you'll just send them there, they take care of all the international for you. So it's actually domestic and they handle the back end. Um, but yeah, you can filter out and say, I mean, sometimes Alaska and Hawaii, people don't think about that because they just be shipping within uh, the United States. But uh, to ship things to some of those places can be pretty expensive because, you know, it's just miles miles away, you're talking, uh, you know, either got to travel by air or by boat, and people want things faster. So uh, they do have filters. Um, you can get into all that. Or if you don't want to ship internationally, you can turn that off. Um, I've had a lot of success going internationally just because, I mean, there's items that we can buy at Walmart that, for example, over in the United Kingdom, uh, they can't get. And people like, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this this Ryan kid on, on YouTube that does all the toy reviews and that kind of thing. Uh, a couple of years ago around Christmas time, he was really hot. So they had these Ryan, they were called Ryan eggs or something like that. And you could get them at Walmart for like $30, $40. Well, they can get them over in the United Kingdom, but the kids were watching the YouTube channel and they wanted to be able to have these for Christmas for their kids. So I was able to sell, I mean, I must have sold ah, 50 to 60 of these eggs uh, for about $80 an egg. And all I had to do is ship them to Kentucky. And eBay took care of the rest, and if they got damaged or anything, they took full responsibility. But a lot of people didn't want to deal with it, didn't want to deal with that headache because, you know, it's an extra couple steps. But because of that, during that uh, that Christmas, I was able to crush it, you know. I was able to make off of this stupid kid's toy uh, just because they can't get the, the, the supply over there at the time. I was able to just, you know. And you get messages from people saying, hey, you just made my kid's Christmas. Thank you so much. And, and so it was awesome, you know. So there are options, but in my game, in my world, I mean, just jump through a few extra hoops and you might make a lot more money.
0: That's, that's awesome. Like, you go from $40, you double the profit, get it $80, and then you don't have to worry about a thing broke. eBay's going to take responsibility, it. that's awesome. So wow. that's, that's great, you know. If you're just starting out, you have, like, zero level of whatever. You, so, like Derek said, you just go to your house, pick up stuff that you want to sell, and you put it on eBay, right? So that's then you, that gets you level one. So let's say if you want to scale it to level two, three, or ten, whatever, how do you recommend, or how have you done it, where you go around your house and you want to look product, look for products somewhere else where you buy in bulk and you sell it, or is that something you recommend doing? That?
1: Um. Well, first off, I'd say learn the system, like you're saying. So step one, uh, go scan some things, go you know around your house, learn how the system works, ship a few things, learn how that works, so you don't get burned on those big shipping uh, prices like like we talked about. Um, But if you want to advance it, everyone's an expert on something, right? Like everyone, either you're a diehard NBA fan, maybe you watch Dancing with the the Stars, maybe you've been crocheting for years. Everyone's an expert in something. So go with what you know. Um, I grew up watching professional wrestling, and as crazy as it sounds, I've made hundreds of dollars off of going and finding these professional wrestling items or cards or things that were kind of more rare, but no one knows there's a value to them. There's a really small market to them. But because I know what they are, I could buy them for, you know, I've, I I've bought things for dollars and sold them for hundreds of dollars. So uh, go with what you know or what you want to learn. A lot of people know fashion, that kind of thing. Uh, but I don't really ramp up to the wholesale side. You can go around and try to get, you know, accounts with people or try to try to get in undercut things. But it's really competitive. So what I'd recommend is just learn what you what you do, what you know best, and go for that. And then if opportunity grows, I mean, you'll meet people, especially if you're on Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, that kind of thing. You'll find somebody and you'll get into houses. I was talking to a guy the other day that's like, oh, yeah, I just got a basement full of old t-shirts from the 90s and uh, 80s and stuff. And I'm like, you know, he's just collecting them. I don't know. I stop asking why, right? People are just <laughs> weird and crazy. So He's like, if you want to come over, I got a bunch of old rock and roll shirts that are brand new from the 80s and 90s. So I'm like, okay, so you can go there and then, then you can bundle and make deals and say, okay, for all these, what are you wanting? $20 a shirt. Well, if I bought all of them, could I give them for 15, 10? You have to kind of negotiate. Um, in the beginning, I'd say take those kind of steps, uh, learn and grow. And and the more you get into it, the more people you're going to meet, the more you're going to network, uh, you're going to get opportunity. And if you want to get into bulk buying, there's going to be that. but if you're going to go out, a lot of people are going to go out and try to buy iPhone cases and that kind of thing, right? You can buy 100 iPhone cases, but you're not going to be able to to outsource and out-wholesale people from, like, China that like can do this for pennies. Like, you're just going to get buried and end up with a with a closet or garage full of, you know, this whatever item. And, and then you fail, and that's not what we want. That's not going to make you happy, and then you're just going to think this was a stupid idea. I got a garage full of stuff, and I can't even give it away.
0: Right. So, what is your current system to say? Like you say, you don't want to get burned out. You don't want to lose money, obviously, because if this is a business, you're serious about it. Because you need to pay your bills, you need to take care of family, so on and so forth. The list never ends. Apparently, yeah. Everyone, (laughs) everyone's happy to take some money from me. Exactly. So, how how do you go about to say, hey, I, I first of all you know, you obviously have a very working system that's allowing you to live the life that you're living right now. So how do you recommend someone to say, they went around their house, that's all everything they have, right, whatever. And then the next step is if they go around, go to garage sales, whatever. Is there a next step after the garage sale or Craigslist Platform to say I'm gonna to go to Craigslist. I'm gonna get the whatever that I possibly can and obviously I'm gonna do a market research Like you shared before go to eBay to see what's selling see if you can find something similar to that So after your house after your garage sale after your Craigslist, what's the next? Process or next way to scaling business
1: um, I mean it depends what you're into a lot of people. I don't know if you've heard of retail arbitrage a lot of people go and do that where you'll go to stores uh, find things on clearance or they're under undervalued um, by them. Some people are, are doing the the Fulfilled by Amazon where you'll just send them into Amazon warehouse and, and they'll handle it. Uh, it Depends where you wanna go. I mean, there's so many different options for whatever you're into, right? If you're into uh, doing more of uh, video game stuff or if you're over in sports cards or, or, or doing clothing, I mean, there's just so many different options. So you just kind of scale as you go, I guess. It's, it's not the best answer, um, but there's there's opportunities. There's online places that will send you pallets full of, uh, you know, secondhand merchandise that was either returned or slightly damaged. And you can go through that. I mean, there's a lot of opportunities just depending on what you're into, but you can definitely scale up uh, to take as much or as little as you want. Um, one of the terms we call it is, you have a bunch of items that you haven't listed, but you kind of gathered. We call that a death pile. That's what I've kind of known a Death important.
0: pile, that's the Because, because it's not you're making you any money, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's
1: kind of term. So a lot of people are just more worried about, because it's a lot easier to go out to the thrift stores or to go out, see, sell some, buy things. That's the fun part. You're like, okay, that's worth $50. I got it for $3. You're almost addicted, right? If you go to a, you know, a Walmart or Target, and you're like, it was on clearance, it should sell for $40, I got it for $10. And you bought seven of the things. So then you go home and and things kind of start to pile up, especially if you don't have a good process or you're new to it. Uh, Some people have employees and stuff and they get really, you know, own own warehouses and stuff. But for just basic people trying to do it as, you know, a couple or stay at home moms or or that kind of thing, the pile starts growing up. And so they, they call that a death pile. So you want to move that so that you actually make money instead of you're just. I always say we have a, a podcast. One of the things we always say on our podcast is if you're not listing it you're a hoarder, you know, you're not making any money. So that's, it, it's easy to scale up. It's a lot easier to ramp up and scale up than people would think. And to find opportunities, it just depends what you're into, really, to go to that next level.
0: Man, I love that, the death pile. That's, that's an interesting way I would look at that. But speaking of your podcast, what is the name of your podcast? Now, you mentioned uh, it.
1: Yeah. It's uh it's called death piles and taxes. Uh, a buddy of a buddy of mine's an accountant. Right. And so I would call him up and be telling him all these crazy stories. And he'd be telling me about, you know, the tax world or people coming in and getting all in trouble or whatever. And we'd have these calls for years. And so finally we said, Man, let's just do a podcast. Right. So we go over to, to his, uh, building. He has a, a building here and we just talk, he's actually started selling on eBay too. Um, so we just kind of, talk through the process, tell our stories, and and talk about that kind of stuff. So,
0: yeah, thanks. Okay. It's interesting name at that point, too. Yeah, no, I can
1: catch a name. A lot of people, yeah, they hear it, and they're like, well, if you're in the resale world or whatever, you've heard of Death Piles, right? And then there's always the always death and taxes and things certain in life, so
0: we just kind of played off that. Okay, cool. Speaking of taxes and all, right, I guess it plays right into my next question. I was gonna ask you, if you're running this business, right, and you're doing fairly well, how do you go about doing your taxes? Obviously, you know, because this is, it's just basically, it's like running your own business, obviously, right? So how does that work in terms of eBay? Does, does eBay send you 1099 or whatever the case might be? Because eBay is all international, Mm -hmm. Obviously, different country or different states have different rules. So how does that work as far as taxes goes?
1: No, uh, my buddy Adam, who I do the podcast with, would say I just come and put a bunch of papers on his desk and tell him to figure it out. But uh, eBay eBay sends you a 1099. uh, PayPal sends you 1099. Uh, Right now, there's a big thing going with sales tax. Each state is doing their own little thing, so that's kind of complicating things with online sales tax. Uh, I go through GoDaddy bookkeeping. Um, Some people use QuickBooks. But basically that logs everything for you, so you can sign up with your account and it will just automatically filter over the information um, that you need. Uh, uh, but also you're tracking your mileage, you're tracking what you're spending, right, because that stuff is deductible. Whether you're mails and you're outsourcing or doing whatever, um, when you're driving to the post office, all those kind of things add up. So. They'll send you over, a, I think it's a 1099, I'm not 100% sure that's Adam's expertise, but they send you over those things. Um, I just file it and I you know, print off all the paperwork and I do go sit it on his desk. But you get get an accountant and you can figure it out. But yeah, you're talking international and, and some of those things get a little murky. Um, EJ kind of takes care of a lot of that for you or PayPal and they'll just send you a form and it's just your basic paperwork that an accountant can figure out.
0: So, next question I have, because when I used to do back in the days, people who might be thinking of doing, like, oh crap, I have this, if I just have this pile of stuff that I want to sell, which potentially could make, let's just say, $500, do I have to worry about filing taxes on that? Or is that a limit that you, if you are under that limit, you don't have to worry about it? Is that something you experienced throughout your journey?
1: Well, again, depending on who you talk to, right? I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna claim. If you talk to my buddy Adam, you pay taxes on everything. If you talk to people, uh, you don't get that that form until you've done. It. I think it's ten thousand dollars or two hundred transactions. So if you haven't sold over two hundred items or ten thousand uh, dollars worth of merchandise, they're not gonna send you that form. So okay. that comes back to just you, and your thing. So, however, you feel good about it, I'll say, but. You know, Adams out here listening to this streaming at me. No, they have to file their taxes. Well, <laughs>
0: oh, of course, you absolutely have to file your taxes, but, you know, depending on your country and the state you live in, and the tax law may vary. Let's just say, disclaimer, you talk to your accountant, let him figure it out. Yeah. We are not Love the them. expert. We are not the expert. <laughs> Yeah, I do podcast
1: with an expert, I don't know. It gets more and more complicated every day the more they add to it, but uh, I think the r- rule of thumb is, uh, is that many transactions or that dollar amount uh, before they send you anything, so,
0: right. so if you, just so, out, you know. so, so basically, if you're just starting out, let's just say about uh, less than, I uh, once again, a disclaimer, we are not the expert. <laughs> this is just solely our opinion based on our own experience. Don't take this as a legal advice or anything else <laughs> don't so, want to get sued, uh,
1: huh i don't like getting sued mark
0: exactly that's why i'm putting this disclaimer we are not the expert <laughs> this is solely based on our own opinion so basically what it is like if you're just trying to sell your own uh uh household stuff which is like whatever X amount of dollars, you don't have to worry about it until you go big. But obviously seek legal advice, talk to your accountant who can better answer any and all questions you have. But this podcast just to give you information that you can obviously make side hustle from what you don't what you have or you don't want. So let's move on. We are not the expert <laughs> legal advice. <laughs> all right, cool. So have you uh, you mentioned something about Amazon warehouse, right? So can you talk a little bit about that or have you had any experience with Amazon as far as selling stuff? And you said something about you ship it to Amazon and then Amazon take care of their, how they go about distributing the product. Sure, Um, I
1: haven't done a whole lot just because uh, about the average is by the time you're done with everything in the feed, you make a third of what everything goes for. So you gotta do a lot of just volume. In that thing, but it's uh, fulfilled by Amazon. A lot of people call it Amazon FBA. If you're searching uh, for YouTube videos on how to do it or and basic advice on the in the internet, um, FBA is the the short term. But basically, you sign up to be a seller on Amazon. I think it's a fifty dollar month fee, something like that. And yeah, you just go out and you source things, whatever that that is, um, and you just send it into their warehouse, right? So so you go through the process. You go to Amazon. They have a side of the seller. And for the person that's that's shipping in the stuff and you just kind of show them what you got, uh, they print off a little label, I believe, and you put it in the box and ship it off to them. They put it in their warehouse and hold it for you so that way your house, you know, or your garage isn't full of items. So that's nice in that way. Um, But yeah, fulfilled by Amazon. And then when it sells, depending how long it sits sits there for, right? If it just comes right in and it ships right away, you're not going to have a whole lot of fees. But if it sits there for a few months, collect some dust, they're going to charge you for, for holding items and, I think it depends if you're selling books versus if you're selling like a a video game or something, right? There's different fees. And and you can find all that too. I haven't done a whole lot just because of that average is about a third of the profit. And I found on eBay um, with what I'm doing, I can make a lot better margins. But uh, some people, man, there's college kids right now. If you go and look on on YouTube, there's tons of these guys they are doing it. Retail arbitrage is usually what, what they call it, but they'll just go scanning in these stores all day and they'll just take out cartfuls and cartfuls of things, send it into Amazon. They're paying for their school. Uh, they're paying for their houses. They're, I mean, traveling the world. Some people uh, have like these sprinter vans, right? And they'll just go driving across the country and they know what they're looking for. And they'll just, you know, ship as they go. And and they're just basically nomads out there just having a great time, partying all night and uh, and scanning all day, I guess. So, Definitely a great okay.
0: opportunity. Uh, that I always was curious. Like I know when I used to order stuff from Amazon, like what they call a premium um, Amazon Prime, or whatever. And within 24 hours, it's here. I was always curious, like how can they ship so quickly? But now that you answered the question, where they, the, like, for example, if you sell something, I uh, come to your store and say, hey, I want to buy it, and because it's already within their warehouse, right they can just ship it directly. So That's yeah. a wow. That's yeah, a great. Lot. Mine opening
1: A lot of people have this idea of Amazon just being this large building, right, but they got warehouses all across the country, and yeah, people are sending their items in and they take care of it, so it looks different than eBay, but it's really people getting the second hand same same type items, sometimes new, whatever but um it's not yeah they're they're hiding behind that that they're not so much these secondhand sellers is kind of the stigma that comes with ebay so um Whatever, it's working great for Amazon. I mean, obviously their stock prices are sky high and they're, they're making bank, but they have all their little fulfillment warehouses around the country and they can just ship it fast and, and they do a great job
0: of that most of the time. Well, obviously, you know, they're profitable. Everybody knows about them. That's what makes a huge difference. You know, you could be a great company and no one knows about it, Like you're nobody. But anyway, let's get a little specific about it uh, in terms of when you go on eBay, right, you list an item. Let's go specific into, like, how do you go about... Let's say I have this shirt, right? I wanna sell this shirt. How do I go about putting something on the title, description, and then hi? obviously pictures. Are, I'm, I'm assuming pictures are important. How many pictures do you include And in the fees? So let's just go with step-by-step. Step. So let's go with the, the title, what you put in it, and then the description.
1: Okay, yeah, um, kind of the rule of thumb is The description or the title, the title you only have a set amount of words, so you want to make sure that you have the brand. You want to make sure you have the size, um, color, those kind of things, kind of things that are going to be important in search optimization of what people are going to be looking for. Uh, The old uh, saying, so to say, is you're going to want to write your description like there's no picture, and you're going to want to take pictures like there's no description. So eBay allows you to have up to to 12 pictures um, per listing for free. Um, I just take that with my iPhone. Some people give a digital camera. I think right now, with the quality of, of iPhone cell phones, you don't really need to invest in the digital camera. But you want to take good quality pictures so people can see things. Uh, if there's a hole in the shirt, take a picture, let people know that so they know what to expect. Or if it's brand new, show them what to expect. Because if people get something and, and you know, you didn't disclaim something to them, they're going to be upset but you'd be amazed at the things people will buy knowing there's holes or rips or tears and they'll still buy it, you know, just knowing what, what's there. So um, just be honest in, in that kind of a thing. But I go through, I, I make my description. You're going to want to say, yeah, brand size, male, female. Um, If it's shirts and clothes, you're going to sometimes want to put length. People want to know armpit to armpit, um, you know, uh, about neckline down to, down to the bottom of the shirt Um, just kind of depends on what you're selling. But, Then you go through and they have all sorts of categories, make sure it's in the right category, uh, the right item. Um, It's really simple, you just go almost down a form, right? You take your pictures, you can crop them. Uh, eBay does recommend that you use a white background and the reason they do that is because that helps you get noticed on uh, Google. So you'll show up on the google uh results when people are looking for things on on buying things and we all know Google's huge right, so uh, you want to show up there as much as you can and and it's really i mean you just, you just write a description it's like you know it's a red shirt uh whatever size it is, you know brand new or not brand new and uh it doesn't have to be you know a novel back in the day it seemed people would write a page worth about their thing and you know, we don't really look at that right anymore. You're just kind of looking really fast. We're busy. You're scrolling. You're like, okay, that's red shirt. It's the brand I want. Oh, cool. You know, pictures look good and I buy it. So I just try try to keep it simple for people. But um, that's the process. I put in the weight the dimensions, like I'm saying, for shipping. I'll, I'll put if it's free shipping or not. Um, a lot of times I'll offer, you know, if you want overnighted, it will cost you this much. If you want it, you know, priority mail, just click the boxes. They can figure all that for you. And then on to the next item. So just trying to volume, get things through, get them listed.
0: So let's say if I go on eBay, right, I list that stuff and everything you said, I do all of that. How do I increase my chances if somebody types it in my item or my store? I guess will show up ahead. Is there an optimization process that you follow that, like, hey, Derek's stuff is going to show up before it goes mine? Sure.
1: Um, that's where it gets tricky. eBay has their own search engine that's called uh, Kasani, I think is how it's pronounced. And people have been trying to bust this for years because you know, game in the system. But right. if you have good feedback, right, people have good experiences with you. Um, from what I've heard, free shipping will boost you up. Um, just how you describe things. So you're gonna want your keywords to be what people are searching. So how you write out your, your description really matters because somebody's searching for something, you might put, you know, red polo t-shirt or, or whatever, and somebody might be looking for uh, red Ralph Lauren large men's. So your stuff isn't going to match unless those keywords match. So you're going to want to look through. There's not really SEO, but there's a search engine, type words. They just uh, acquired a company called Peak, And in Peak, if you have an eBay account, you have a store, there's different price levels, right? If you just want to list something on eBay, you can, and you pay a certain fee you want to have so many free listings, you pay for a store, um, you get some different tools that come with it. In the Terapeak option, you can go through and look at what's being searched the most and you can go through and put in your title and we'll kind of recommend, here's some keywords that you might want to try. So there's different tools and stuff to make sure that um, what you're selling is is matching that criteria that people are searching for. And the closer you are with that, um, obviously the the more, you're going to be viewed, the higher to the top you'll be, but also good customer service, good feedback, scores, all that kind of thing. Um,
0: it's somewhere in that algorithm. Okay, cool. Speaking of feedback, right? So at what point do you ask for a feedback? Meaning let's say Monday morning, I place my order and I got my order Wednesday, hypothetically speaking. So should you send an email or message to say hey come leave your feedback on thursday or friday while it's so fresh and people are so attached to whatever product they got or is there a system that you follow that works great for you, you like to i don't
1: i don't ask for feedback for this reason i've had friends uh recently that got things and they haven't been happy with them right and then they just kind of put them in a desk and forget about it it was either shipped in like you know an old cereal box or it was open and they didn't say it was open and they're not really happy with what they're getting and somebody asked for the feedback at that point you're gonna say this was a piece of crap don't buy from this guy right this is horrible um, I just go by volume right if you sell enough people will say hey as long as you're doing a good job they'll come back and say good item when they get time eBay sends them things to remind them and they send them little messages of hey do you want to do that so if you keep spamming somebody they're they're going to get more annoyed. Uh, I will put in packages. I have a little card I throw in there like, hey, thanks for buying this from me. It means a lot, um, you know, that kind of a customer service type thing. So uh, hopefully that will spark them to do it. But from what I've noticed, oh, man, depending on what you're doing, of course, but probably about one in three people actually leave feedback if it's positive. Um, hopefully it's not negative or whatever. And I, right now I'm at zero negative, so I'm knocking on wood that we stay that way. Uh, but every now and again, you have an issue come up. Um, but if you ask for feedback, you might be you know, careful what you ask for, right? You might get it, they might say, yeah, this shirt had a hole in it, he didn't say anything about it, horrible, don't buy it from this guy. Or he shipped it in the cardboard you know, pizza box, things like that, where it's like, stay away from him. So uh, if you really wanna build up feedback fast, just go buy things. So uh, with my store, I have automatic feedback because I don't have time to go through, you know, 20 things a day and give people feedback or whatever. I just give them automatic positive feedback after they pay for the item. So a lot of people have that. So if you just go buy things that are a couple of dollars a piece, a dollar here and there, that will rack up and you can build up feedback pretty fast that way. Um, it's not the end all be all that it used to be either with feedback. I mean, you want to have enough that people think you're credible, credible and not going to scam you, but Really, you uh, got you know anywhere from a hundred on up feedback. People aren't gonna go through and click and look at each individual thing as long as it's positive. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't ask for it.
0: Right. Uh, obviously, right. If you are a buyer, you're not you're not gonna have like time. If you're searching for something like, for example, the the golden egg, you were saying for eighty dollars. People are having a need, they're gonna go and look for this feedback. Like, hey, let me see you read this review. Yeah. Like, there. hey, can I get it? Can I get it for Christmas? Yes or no? <laughs>
1: Yeah, and eBay's made it so simple now with returns and stuff. If they get something they're not happy with, they're going to end up making you take it back anyway so people aren't going to lose money, right? So uh, there's always gray areas and stuff, but they get big, broken, spilled all over. Guess what? You're giving their money back because you didn't package it right and they probably will give you a bad review. So you're going to take the time to do it right. Like you're saying, yeah, people are searching for the item. Hey, there it is. Cool. It's the price I want. It can get here in the time I want. They buy it. All
0: right, cool. All right, so here's a question that i would like to ask you wherever you are in your life right now and you go back three years and you tell that that guy over here derek three years ago hey if you'd followed this step you want to get to where i am in an year what advice would you give derek
1: oh, that's a great question i like that i just say go with your gut because i have the thing where I second-guess myself so much, and I'll, I'll not buy something because, yeah, it sold for that guy, or, yeah, I did that for that guy, or, you know, maybe we should go here, do this, whatever it is. Like, uh, when we were going to buy our house, which has been more than three years ago, my wife basically had to talk me into it saying that we can afford it, you know, and it's been a great thing. Of course we can. It's cheaper than we were paying for rent. Um, but just go with your gut. Like, don't second-guess yourself. Don't pay into what all these other experts and things are telling you. Uh, you know what you're doing, you know these items right you you know what you're selling, so just just go for it, man. Sometimes you gotta go all in and if you get burnt, go all in again. it's just there's gonna be opportunity to, to grow and and don't be scared. I mean, don't live in fear that's you're never gonna be able to grow a business or succeed that way so I would so say just just go all in have no fear, I guess
0: right. <laughs> speaking of fear i just this is just my own personal development you can call it because i talk to a lot of people when i do the coaching thing i talk about how you get over fears and how do you what actually is fear so on and so forth but is there a process for you yourself that you say hey if i do this i'm gonna get over fear i'll become fearless oh man um, Not so much a th-
1: it's self confidence, right? It's, it's doing something and knowing that you're good at it and then believing in yourself. So it's, it's gaining that self belief that I'm, you know, I didn't go to college um, personally. So uh, I was actually asked to go speak at uh, a business class over at uh, Utah Valley University here by us. They wanted me to come talk about, you know, running a business, doing this kind of thing. I My first day of going to college in my life, I was the teacher, I was the guest speaker. So I'm walking in there. I have no clue how things work in college. I haven't been in high school for about twenty years, right? So I have a few things prepared, and I just go in there and, and I'm talking. But I'm just amazed, thinking, man, I'm I'm almost petrified. But after class, the kids are sitting there and they wanted to talk more and more. And these were kind of a graduate uh, students in business, just just I mean, it wasn't all about this eBay and this kind of stuff. But uh, just a lot of times, I think in our in our minds, we think that we're in different categories than each other, like. Oh you know, uh, Mark Zuckerberg's here or, uh, Steve Jobs is here and then the plumbers down here, or, you know, the garbage man. Uh we're we're all the same really. If you break it down, everyone knows something about something and you're you're validated. Um whatever you're doing in your life, you're just as important as, as Steve Jobs. He just has a different title than you, right? So, it's kind of getting over that that sense in my head that even though I didn't go to college, I am qualified to go talk to a graduate class of business students about business because i've been successful at what i'm doing and and i think a lot of times we get our own way with that and we limit ourselves so that's i think where that fear comes in is just kind of self-doubt and and getting over that that i mean a process of that is i guess you just gotta go do it right you gotta walk through the fire i mean you can sit at home and think of what could have been or what i could have done or you can actually go out and do it and i don't want to be that guy on the couch in five years wishing i'd went out and done it
0: right exactly and that's like the great analogy is like the people who will get older like in the 80s or whatever the question that they ask is like hey if how was your life you don't want to say i have regret about this 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 and that because i've done it i've lived my life that's, exactly. that's a great analogy exactly yeah. so another part two question is okay. now going in the future <laughs> five years from now what do you expect Derek to do or achieve
1: okay in the future now we're, we're getting that, that marty mcfly time machine and flying forward <laughs> exactly uh, say buy, buy the almanac and make the bet um i mean the internet's growing it's changing all the time but there's a lot more opportunity and we got uh kind of the older the baby boomer generation and um you know i'm talking to the family members and things and some of these uh people in that age group are just getting to where they're comfortable buying things online and understanding it. A lot of them were scared. It's, you know, they're gonna rip me off. It's not gonna be the same thing, but they're finding the opportunity to, hey, I don't have to go to the store and buy things. I don't gotta drive across town, wait for hours. So there's really a great opportunity um, to grow an online business, especially right now. Uh, So just to myself, I'd say stay stay vigilant, stay, keep on the path that you're doing, but don't be afraid to grow in different areas and learn. Um, if If an opportunity comes along, invest in it and if it doesn't pan out that's okay you learned from that experience and now you don't know ever to go back down that road um but don't be afraid to go into different areas you know don't be afraid to grow because uh the, the the base of what's coming is greater than we could ever imagine and that will turn into opportunities and money so just don't be afraid don't limit yourself i guess it's going back to kind of the, the fear thing right it's like don't be afraid to grow don't be afraid to succeed but don't be afraid to take a venture here and there and and see if you can learn something new.
0: That is a great way to say, if I could sum this whole thing up, don't limit yourself, live life limitlessly. And with that said, Derek, I want to personally thank you for being on my show. I truly appreciate it. I know people who are going to listen to this, they're going to be like, holy crap, this is amazing stuff. So once again, Derek, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, how do they go about doing that?
1: Yeah, I'm, we got the podcast Death Piles and Taxes on all your, wherever you find your podcasts. Um, at Twitter, at D-Roy Everett, Instagram at D-Roy Everett, uh, Everett ITT, I always say in the podcast the way will, the Lord intended it because everyone's E-T-T. Um, but I'm I'm really easy to reach. Uh, if Anyone's got questions on how to start and stuff, it's super easy, I'm happy to help out. Uh, it, it You'd be amazed at the things that, especially in our country that just go to waste, that people will put in a, in a you know whatever pile that goes to the thrift store goes to whatever and we're trying to keep that kind of stuff out of the landfill right i mean there's there's a lot of opportunities so um that, those are the easiest places to catch me facebook wherever i'm i'm available you can find me
0: <laughs> all right guys what i'll do is i'll put all those links for him and as well as his podcast uh and the show notes so you guys can easily reach him and get in touch with him so thank you once again derek and have a great and blessed day Thank you, Mark. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome. Hey guys, I just have a small thing that I want to ask you. If you really enjoyed this podcast and you found it valuable, make sure you follow wherever you're listening to it so that way you can get my new podcasts in your inbox or in your whatever app that you're listening to it. And also, I have a small gift for you that you can get for absolutely free by going to Mark kumar.com forward slash gift and there once you're there i have a really cool gift that i actually truly believe that you're gonna enjoy and benefit from there